Monster. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is Alan K Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome in. Good morning. Uh, how's everybody doing? It's Thursday, November 4th, 2021. 38 degrees in the capital city. And uh, looking forward to uh, some sunny skies today. Pretty nice day out there, as you heard there. Uh, got a good show for you today, too. Uh, got 15 minutes to your chance to qualify for Fantasy Huskers. Make your pick for Caller 14. Listen for that cue to call coming up at about 6.35 this morning. Uh, we've got your sound off. And uh, speaking of winning, it is Ticket Thursday. We've got a pair of tickets to go to Memorial Stadium. And go witness Nebraska versus Ohio State on what is going to be a beautiful day weather-wise yet again for Nebraska football. Even if Nebraska football hasn't been winning on the field, they've been winning in the meteorology department so far this year with great weather almost for every game. Am I forgetting any? It seems like it's been great weather every single game this entire year. Like in the last couple of times, it's been like. Top 10 quality days. Right. Like, it, it's either been really, really nice or just really, really hot. Yeah. That's like, true. There, it was there, hot there, at the beginning of the year. There hasn't, yeah. there hasn't been anything that's like a mess. Nope. It should be, again, good cargo shorts type weather on uh, on Saturday. And who knows? Who knows? You may see the... Uh, you may see the upset of the of the the decade in Husker foot. The upset of the century. And I don't know if it's the upset of the century. Who knows? You might see it, though. You might see it. Uh, with Nebraska football, and you're going to want to be there. Uh, but to do that, you've got to show that you are paying attention to the news. We like people who consume news here on 1499.3 KLIN, and so we're going to do a little current events quiz. Got a little local news, got a little national news, a little politics, a little sports, a little entertainment, a little uh, TV-type stuff. We got all that. Got all that in there. And Good. So I'm excited. Can, we haven't done the current events quiz uh, I was I was working at it last night, putting this thing together. Uh, you know, the people were wondering if Request Line Friday was coming back before the next current events quiz. No, not, not, not anymore. Now, I will tell you this, though. The amount of time that it takes, every time I'll write these things and I'll be like, I've been doing this for an hour and a half and I still only have like nine questions. It's, it's amazing. So I just want everyone to know uh, the work and the sacrifice that goes into every current events quiz. <laughs> That's really all I'm looking for here. Uh, all right, what else do we have going on here this morning? Uh, also on the show, we'll count down the five things you're going to be talking about today with your morning do- drive. The Grow Lincoln team, you're wondering about some new restaurants in your area. Grow Lincoln team may have some today with Robin and Dave at 810. And then uh, Voice of the Huskers, Greg Sharp at 835. So that's what we've got going on today. Did you and- see uh, President Ted Carter's comments yesterday? So Ted Carter talking about uh, Scott Frost's future, which me by surprise a little bit that he said anything at all right that well that that's one of the things that we learned last year just find a way to get a mic anywhere around like ronnie green and ted carter and something will come out so for those who don't know caleb why don't you so why don't you tell us exactly what happened and what was what was said so carter was skating around with the uno hockey team which one is awesome <laughs> um wait is that what this happened yeah <laughs> yeah he was at baxter that. In in Omaha or like, yeah in Omaha and some folks were talking with him and first of all apparently he was he was on the hockey team in college okay he and that's why his call sign is Slapshot 
He said his slap shot was terrible. He, the only reason he averaged two and a half goals a game, his word, two and a half goals a game, were because he just camped in front of the net. <laughs> Gretzky didn't average two and a half <laughs> goals a game. Jeez. Well, that, that's our uh, University of Nebraska system president. That sounds good. Um, but yeah, so he said there will be conversations um, and that it's not all Trev Alberts. Obviously, he's he's involved, but he'll be involved. It'll be Alberts being he. Carter will be involved, and so will Ronnie Green. So there will be, they said there won't be a decision, or all the decisions will be a consensus. So, but, so this, but the, the point, the, the, so the, yeah, the point is that Trev Alberts came out and just said, we're not talking about that. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss that after the season. And the fact that a conversation has to be had has people talking about it. Right. 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 Just, just the fact that, Something is said, and so I'm I'm uh, I'm getting the the full quote here for you right now because it's it's interesting here. But the bottom line was also that no, he said no decision has been made. Yes, which okay. I mean, I I, that, I mean it's not surprising that either that is the case or that that was that was said in this case. Um, and basically, he said, "What we don't want to get in front of." What's I don't want to get too far ahead of our skis right now. I don't. Uh, I don't think it will be too too far down the road that you're going to know which direction the program is going. I can tell you this: no decision has been made. Well, yeah. That's the second time because Trev Albert said something about getting too far in front of their skis. Are all the administrators just skiing right now? Which, I mean, I don't, again, we're not really breaking any new ground here. Of. Of course, the thought is that after the season is over, whatever decision is made will be made. Right. Uh, will be made and will be communicated at that point. But like, that's not, I think that's what literally everybody assumes. We're at the point, and it's because of the, the lack of success with the program, that every little comment about it is going to be dissected. Just the other day, we had to dissect what Frost meant by it. <laughs> we, we, we hope we get it. Well, what does it mean? Does it mean wins? Does it mean next year? And now Carter comes out and says they're going to um, address the direction of the program. Ooh, what's what's that going to mean? What are they going to do? Oh, of course they're going to want to talk about what the direction of the program is and see if they think the best thing for the program is for Frost to have another year or if the best thing for the program is to bring someone else in. Like, of course they're going to do that. That's their job. I know, but it just sounded, I, and, and I know I'm doing exactly what, you, what you're saying we love to do, but again, I don't want to get too far ahead of our skis. I don't think it'll be too, too far down the road that you're going to know which direction the program's going to go. I can tell you this, no decision has been made, um, and then who would make the decision? We hired Travis, the athletic director. He's a critical part of it. Ronnie is in there. I'm in there. We'll be part of that at the end of the day. Nothing gets done without some level of consensus, um, I, I I don't I I don't know. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna quit trying to read into it. I need to stop. I need to stop. I I just looked at it and I went. The only thing that that I want to read into is the fact that the system president is playing hockey, and that means UNL is going to get hockey. That's all I wanted to read into it. L- let me ask you this. Here's a more productive question. I I guess I would argue it's a more productive question. (laughs) 
you agree with what John Bishop said yesterday that it, it, and evidently the decision's not going to be made. The last three games are going to impact that decision. Do you agree with that? Most likely, I would think so. And, and that that's something I've said on Husker Hour the last couple of weeks is that you have to. If what you're holding on to with the Frost era is that the culture is something that's been changed and that's what's going to be the foundation for future success, if in the last three games you lose the team, and they haven't, it seems like the the leadership they've got from the player standpoint has been good, but if you lose the team over the last three that says there aren't the wins-losses results you want and the culture's clearly not there. You would lose about your only talking point on what you're saying the foundation has been and what's gotten better. Let let me paint some scenarios for you and see what we just gut gut reaction. Paint on these me scenarios. paint me a Birmingham, Jack. Close close ish loss to Ohio State, not a blowout. Mm-hmm. I guess you can pick whatever that means. What 10, 13 loss to Ohio State. Then you go. You go, you have a close loss to Wisconsin, you finish it out with a win against Iowa. Okay. So one more win. What's your temp? But you, you, win, you win at home against Iowa, against the, and that's the last taste in your mouth from the season. What's your gut feeling then? Just right, just. My, my gut fight. feeling is he's back. Th- that's enough? No, I, that, that's, I feel like right now he's going to be back. Okay. That, that's on November. Uh, right okay. today, I feel like he's going to be back. What, okay, what about losing what, out? I think right. he can be back. Lose out in three more close games. Gut, fa- gut feeling. My gut says he's still back. Well, this this exercise is worthless with you. Why? I'm just saying. I'm I, just. I the, think. I'm, for, I'm just saying the exercise. I, I, I had all these scenarios. I was like trying to find your line, and my my line is your line is my line. There is, is no line. My, the line is a dot to you. <laughs> My line is he loses the team. The team just folds up, which would be, I mean, a natural thing for a team. Three blowouts, do. two or three blowouts. Yeah, just getting blown out, the team not showing up at all, it looking like the Illinois game or the first half of the Minnesota game for the rest of this season, which is a thing that can happen, and then I think there's no chance for him to come back because you've lost the locker room, you've okay. lost the team, you've lost the leadership. So your line, just in not what you think should happen, but just in what you're predicting, yes. what you think is as long as all three games are still close. It, yeah, as long as they're, well, not, not just close. No, 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 no. Not just close because you can have a close game like Illinois was close, right. Minnesota was close, and those looked bad. Yeah, but for these three games to be close, it probably can't look that bad, one would think. No, you would, you would have to show up for these. Probably. I don't know that I agree with you. Um, I feel like the line is a little bit further, um, but I don't know where it is. I need to play my own game. Apparently, you don't need to play the game. I need to play the game. I think his line is $20 million big. Like, There's only so much money you want to continue to pay people who aren't here. You know, like that. that's a factor. That plays into yeah, it. Yeah. How much money you have wrapped up into this. P.J. Fleck just signed a seven-year extension, all right? If they if he got fired today and Scott Frost got fired today, Minnesota would owe P.J. Fleck less money. Wow. Yeah. Uh, how much of those boosters going to be able to help out? But, man, we are getting a lot of texts about winter sports and skis and ice skating. 
and I'm, over your skin. I want a hockey team here. Please. Me too. <laughs> there we go. Welcome to the show, Mark. <laughs> hey, Mark. Well, it's been interesting. <laughs> I looked over there. You weren't there at the beginning. I was uh, going to ask you something. I, you weren't there. I was following up on a tip. Ah, uh, ooh. Oh. It turned out to be nothing. Oh, <laughs> sad. But I was doing my job. Yeah, well, yeah, we good. appreciate you you doing your job. Uh, you didn't get too far out in front of your skis. Uh, do you uh, do you have any anything for us then this morning? Any, I, I know you. I know your big story at the top was the the kids' vaccines. Uh, I will. Uh, I, I I made. I went through the county, made an appointment, uh, yeah. not for myself, uh, but it went through the system, made an appointment for this weekend. So. County's uh, clinic is happening on Saturday. Yeah, Lincoln High. Lincoln High. Uh, But you do have to have an appointment. And you can do that at... uh, Pretty easy to do. uh, What is it? COVID19.lincoln.ne.gov. Search. Yeah, that... Yeah. There's a a link right there. Fairly simple. Uh, You can get it done. At least there was as of last night. So you've already got the appointment set. Yep, we got got the appointment set. Uh, By the way, all the appointments are during the Husker game, so... <laughs> just, just just a heads up if you're going to do it that way. Uh, I also have found. Um, well, there's. I a, know in your story you said Hy-Vee was still kind of waiting. No, Rely Care was still waiting. We talked yep. to them. Walgreens does have appointments too uh, yeah, on their website. They're as soon uh, both Hy-Vee and Rely Care, as I understand Rely Care. Now you talked to Monty yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, the newsroom talked to uh, Christina Gaiman at uh, Hy-Vee. As soon as they have confirmed delivery of mm-hmm. those pediatric doses. They will open up the appointments online. So Walgreens had appointments starting on Saturday. Those are all eaten up. At least the ones, the couple of the locations here in town. I guess I didn't check every single one, but um, you're now looking at next week if you want to get into those appointments. So, but they're expecting a lot more doses to be arriving sure, in the next right. few days. So, so for those people who are looking for these, I know some aren't, but for those who are looking for it, that's where you can get it. Early so. indications: up to a third of uh, parents are going to go ahead and have their uh, kids vaccinated. Where, oh, okay, locally, nationwide? Nationwide. Where, nationwide. All right. Okay, so uh, there you go. What else is uh, happening this morning? Didn't have any shootings or anything overnight, did we? No. Good. Uh, Jeez, I, it feels I, like every night we got one of those. It's It's been been pretty rough. Good. Yeah, well. Pretty rough. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, of course, a homicide investigation after the shooting out on Highway 77 and very early uh, Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway, that they're working that one, still trying to figure out who, what, why, and where. Yeah. Well, they know where, but um. and, and and then the other the other thing here is uh, this story of this nurse contractor uh, yeah. at the at the uh, detention facility, the detention facility, who was yep. uh, getting narcotics into the to the uh, inmates there. So they found a, they uh, executed a search warrant on her home, found uh, quite a bit, and and she is. Uh, now in detention herself. So. Yeah, yep. They uh, executed that and glass pipe, suspected meth residue, box containing two hundred thirty pills, including uh, metformin, hydrochloride. I don't know what these all these things are, but uh, drug stuff, drug stuff. So anyway, there you go. All right, uh, that's what's going on this morning. We are guys, ready to go. Guys, got any more things to get out ahead of? No, nothing else. Don't want to be out over our skis on anything else. <laughs> I was else. just imagining you in the courtroom as a prosecutor going, yeah, the, I don't know. There was, a, there was drugs. But, <laughs> <bunch of drugs. laughs> well, I mean, I thought I was just going to be reading like, uh, I mean, uh, meth and uh, yip yaps and whizdings and <laughs> cocaine and. 
Teddy, can you handle this drug case? Go- yeah, I got it. Goofy uh, juice, mushrooms, a little fentanyl on the side. <laughs> drug stuff. Yeah, that'd be a, you know. You really got to be a scientist to to know what you're doing in the drug game, I guess. <laughs> which which begs the question: Why did they name a drug this thing you can't ever pronounce, and then give it another name? Why not just name it like, you know? There's acetosalicylic acid, but right. it's also aspirin. Just call yeah, it aspirin. That's right. That's right. We need to make better nicknames for our street drugs. All right. <laughs> that's the, that is our big thesis today. Well, back in my day, LSD was pretty easy <laughs> to pronounce. Lucy in the sky <laughs> with time. Uh, 6.25. <laughs> We're going to take a break oh, on KLI. The magic <laughs> It's the weekly fantasy draft that could win you a whole lot more. Time to play Fantasy Huskers on LNK Today with Jack and Friends. Oh, yeah. By the way, here, uh, here Mariah here. See Mariah's... Uh, Dropping a new Christmas song on Friday. <laughs> when is she going to come after Thanksgiving? Trying to recapture the magic. Oh, and all I want for Christmas is you is already on the uh, top 200 streaming charts already. It took like three days. Again, the amount of the amount of constant cash she has got to make from that single song is is ridiculous. I mean, making a because it's not like you know that the the open there is a fantasy by Mariah Carey. It's not like everybody's like getting into that for one month every year. No. I mean, it plays a little, but you make a Christmas song. You own the holiday you, season. You make a popular Christmas song, and you have just written yourself an annual paycheck. That's all you've done. Yeah. You've given yourself a Christmas bonus for life. If you have a, <laughs> if you have a now, all every Christmas song doesn't work. But the ones that do, that's exactly what we're talking about. Anyway, we're uh, we're having the Christmas music debate in my house, if you can't tell. I'm a staunch, not until after Thanksgiving guy. Some of the others in my family are not there. I was told that the rule in our house is after November 1st. I said I was not involved in the vote there. And well, so they, they we, voted we, without we've you. We've got to continue. Well, there's got to be a quorum. There's got to be a quorum to be able to do that. So, <laughs> anyway, nonetheless, we don't, we don't need to put off fantasy escrows anymore. We are planning for a staycation package: Valentino's Cornhusker Marriott Adventure Golf. You've got to guess this week uh, how many points Ohio State scores against the Big Red. And Mike was our 14th caller, and he's going to take a shot at this today. Good morning, Mike. How are you doing? Good morning, guys. Oh, this this hurts. <laughs> you're you're already. I'm a little worried you're already girding for the guess you're about to make and how it is going yeah. to hurt you. That, yeah. So I, I assume you're going high here. A little bit. Okay. Um, let's do double nickels. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> oh, double. Wow. All right, Mike. I, I, it hurts. <laughs> Again, if it's that bad, at least you'll have something to ease the pain. Right. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes, exactly. Exactly. All right. Have a good right, one, Mike. Mike. Thanks for listening. Bye. They're not okay. I'm sorry. They're not. They're not scoring 55. You sure? Yeah, I am. Okay. Caleb, thanks for asking. I'm very sure. Okay. As I said, 31 is what they're scoring. <laughs> now, the picks on the Friday Husker tailgate are going to be interesting tomorrow. I think we're going to be all over the place because okay, does the Brendan being an employee and 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 Jessica being an employee? 
Do they feel like they can pick Nebraska to lose? Like, I can't remember. Did they pick, like, Oklahoma, Nebraska to beat Oklahoma? I think they picked Oklahoma. Oh, did they? Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'll be honest about it. All right. I was just wondering. Because the crazy thing is, since then, in the in the picks, has anybody... I think we maybe all picked Michigan, too. Or maybe, like, there was one that picked Nebraska. I can't remember. It feels like months ago. <laughs> I can't remember either, but I need to look that up and see. I don't know if I picked Nebraska. I think I picked them to lose to Oklahoma. I don't know that I've picked them to lose any other games. I thought you were going to pick Nebraska to win this weekend because you're you're chasing a little bit. I'm. I mean, I might again. Something weird. Something weirdly good is going to happen to this team and fan base and program sometime. I, I easy you there, to Nostradamus. Re- you need to read Dirk Chatland's article about. The unthinkable weirdness that is Nebraska's statistics and how good they are and how it does not match with Nebraska's success this year. Right. There is going to be, I don't know when it's going to be, Caleb. I don't even know if it'll even be this year. I don't know if it'll be one of the final three games. But sometime, someplace, there is going to be just an explosion of good fortune all at once. And it's all going to rain down within about... A two-hour period. Everything is going to go right for this team in this program. I don't know if it's Saturday, but it could be. You need to calm down with these it, hot predictions. No, it is. This is happening. There's no way it won't. The uni, the, if the universe is some sort of uh, got some sort of evening out filter for everyone else in the world, it does for Nebraska too. Okay, it's going to happen. I just want to be there. That's all I'm saying. When the good fortune is going to rain down like manna from heaven over all of us. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the sound off on LNK Today. We'll all be drenched with good fortune. It's coming. I don't know when, but it's coming. And you'll want to be there. You'll want to be part of it. Uh, yeah, like it's going to happen against Northwestern. That, no, that no, that, that, that's not good for it. That was just a. They're just bad. <laughs> I mean, good fortune, like better than you deserve fortune. Okay, okay, because it's gone the other way. You don't know how good I deserve. <laughs> okay, well, I, better than we as a fan. Oh, okay. never mind. Whatever. <sighs> uh, let's do let's do our sound off, shall we? L- uh, what do you want to get into first? Um, hmm, the new I'm not gonna, I'm not going to play a clip for this, but you see the Democrat one in New Jersey, mm-hmm. so a little something for the uh, for the Democrats last night uh, in these gubernatorial races. But all the the focus has been on Virginia. Uh, so okay, let's let's start with this: the Build Back Better bill, mm-hmm. quadruple B. Uh, in the house, they are putting back. Uh, they're putting back the paid family leave into it. Wow, which was uh, important to some Democrats in the House. So, is this thing going to get back in the the bill? And uh, is, uh, this is going to be something that Manchin's going to uh, oppose as well when it gets to the Senate side. Paid family and medical leave is likely to be included in the Build Back Better bill that could be taken up later this week in the House. Ways and Means Committee Chairman Democrat Richard Neal calls the proposal a matter of financial security, worker productivity, and humanity. 
Democrats had agreed last month to remove paid family leave because of objections from some moderates. In West Virginia, Democrat Senator Joe Manchin has not yet signaled his support. Any final deal on a nearly $2 trillion bill would need to pass the House and win approval from all 50 Senate Democrats. On Capitol Hill, Jared Halpern, Fox News. All right, you got to figure out if Manchin likes it first before you go too far with anything, basically. Right. You got to get the the Manchin stamp of approval. It's kind of like the way you do ballot initiatives in Nebraska. (laughs) Is this language okay before we do the work? (laughs) Right, right. Again, how there hasn't been, and I, I'm I'm going to bring this up next week, but you you mentioned ballot initiatives and and just how significant they've been in lawmaking in the state of Nebraska. How has there not been a ballot initiative about daylight saving time, at least attempted? Yeah. I, I, I probably because I, I know the answer to my question. It's because there's not big dollars behind it like there are all the other ballot initiatives that are out there from. From voter ID to medical marijuana to gambling to right. all of those things. There's just not where's where's big moneyed interest getting behind a switch to year round daylight saving time? You, you say, well, Jack, nobody, it's just not that big a deal. You tell me when it's 445 in a couple of weeks, PM, and we're standing in darkness at 445. Is this, is this natural? Is this a, a is this anything? Is anyone happy in this situation? No. Oh, hey, cool! It's dark out at four forty-five. That's why November. I just, November is one of my least favorite months. Just the you get used to it a little bit later into the year, mm-hmm. but that first time, the first times is just ugh. That was uh, always interesting during the winter because I'd go in, I'd go to school early enough to do a shoot around, so there would be I'd go to school in the dark. And then you've got school, and then practice afterwards. And guess what? When I left, yep. it's pitch black. Yes, you, do, you <laughs> don't see any daylight you, at all. Luckily, you, you, we you, leave work enough that it doesn't. We right. get, we always get to see daylight, but I know there are people who don't. You could always tell who the winter athletes were uh, at, at our high school because we were all requesting to sit closer to a window, like just so we can see the sun <laughs> for a little bit. Just let it, like, so we could feel uh, it. Start taking that vitamin D. <laughs> All right. Hey, you, uh, new idea. You know what they might be able to do to, to help fix the uh, the supply chain issues? Thomas the Tank Engine and his friends could help out. <laughs> A new partnership between Union Pacific and ports in Long Beach in Utah is aiming to decongest the Long Beach port by using freight trains. The director of the Utah Inland Port Authority, Jack Hedge, wants to help consumers get the cargo they've been waiting for. So that businesses can continue to operate, manufacturers can continue to produce goods, and customers get the stuff on the shelves that they need to have. Here's how the partnership will work. Cargo at the Port of Long Beach is often removed one container at a time and placed on trucks. Union Pacific is encouraging the removal of multiple containers at a time from Long Beach via freight train. The containers will be sent to the Union Pacific Intermodal Facility in Salt Lake City, and from there, the cargo will be processed and sent to its final destination via rail or truck. In Salt Lake City, Austin Westfall, Fox News. Why, I, weren't, why weren't we already doing this? I don't know. Here I come to solve the supply chain issue, Thomas chortled, as Percy came behind him quickly. Sir Topham Hat finally figured out, perhaps this could be a method that we could save the American economy. Make, dum, the, dum, 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 dum. make the episode, you cowards. 
So you have, you have got you have uh, if you've got a kid who's a teenager right now, you especially know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh my gosh, boys of that era, some girls too, I'm sure. They were all in. All I don't know, I don't know what um, what your daughter's going to be all into as as she gets more into the you know TV and show stuff. Um, but it was all in on Thomas the Tank Engine mm-hmm. in that era. To the point where, I mean, they used to have a little uh, Thomas the Tank Engine uh, at Barnes & Noble. They used to have a little thing where you could play the trains there, a little table. I mean, there were there was like a, a wait for that thing. Yeah. There were so many kids circa like 2007 around that thing. We are all in on PJ masks and anything with a British accent. <laughs> The accent. Wait, is Peppa still a thing? I think it is, but okay. we are we are oh, not watching. Not that. No, no, no. Okay, that was no. my that was my daughter's era. No, we're we're watching just like different British comedy stuff on YouTube, and it holds her attention. Well, I could come over there and entertain her. I I have a bit of a I have a bit of a British streak in me as well. I'd appreciate if you didn't. <laughs> I could have some tea ready. <laughs> With your wallaby, or what? What are you doing? <laughs> Just let me know. You guys could go out on a have a date night, and I could come entertain her. Oh, with my accents, man, you might scare her. <laughs> Speaking of screen time, that our kids have had too much of growing up, and they all have their favorite show. A new report on teens and screen time. In a study published in the journal JAMA Pediatrics, the group of international researchers found screen use rose to 7.7 hours per day from pre-pandemic estimates of 3.8 hours per day. This study used data from the Adolescent Brain Cognitive Development Study from 2016 to May 2020, which had more than 5,400 teens self-report the hours they spent looking at a screen during a typical day. Using data software, researchers also found poorer mental health and greater stress were associated with higher total screen use. Monica DeLuca, Fox News. Seven hours a day? That's a little excessive. Although, what's my screen time? (laughs) I feel like that's different, though, because for three hours we're in here. I mean, we're looking at screen. Is this screen time right now, what I'm doing? Does that count as screen? I mean, I got two monitors in front of me. I got two TVs in front of me as well. I assume that's that also counts as screen time. Yeah, it so counts. there's three hours. I mean, I'm pro- I'm probably getting to seven hours too easily per day. <sighs> it all goes it all goes back down to Caleb to what you were you were talking about as the winter athletes. We just need to get outside in the sun. Yes, it's what we all need right now. Um. All right, should we do a couple more here? We yeah. Got, we got a couple more we can do. Um, hey, you need a job? I know not very many of you do right now. <laughs> but if you need a job, uh, there are a whole bunch of employers, big employers, now looking for seasonal employees mm-hmm. as you get towards Christmas. Oh, I saw, yeah, the seasonal employees. Yeah, I saw Target had a big thing out that they're hiring. I mean, I get it. Everybody's hiring. Uh, but UPS is go. If you want to, this is one of those deals where, I'd be interested to try a job. <laughs> I wish I could have a year where I could try 12 different jobs for one month each. Uh-huh. Might make for a good bid on the show. Uh, and one of those that you could potentially do that for is uh, is UPS. 
United Parcel Service is hiring 60,000 employees for the holidays. Its UPS Brown Friday event is nationwide through Saturday. UPS will be hiring at more than 400 locations and online. The company says many of those hired will be offered permanent jobs when the holidays are over. It's also offering current employees $200 for every eligible employee referral they submit. UPS says eligible seasonal employees who are students can earn up to $1,300 toward college expenses as part of a program that started in 1997. Ginny Cosola, Fox News. At some point, aren't we all going to be like UPS and Amazon drivers? At some, At some point, everyone's just going to have to do that. Right. I, I feel like, though, they need to do a, a little bit different marketing for that. Cause Brown, you don't like Brown Friday? Brown Friday sounds like it follows Chili Thursday, all right? <laughs> Yeah, UPS, they've really gone in on the brown branding for a long time. What can brown do for you? What can brown do for you is their thing. And it was like, yeah, I don't really want to get, I don't know. It was (laughs) was always an odd, odd marketing choice, I thought. Uh, Okay, I know that Fox just played this here at the bottom of the hour. And so I apologize that you're going to hear it again. But we got to talk about this. Um, The study. Oh, right. From Deer in Iowa. At Penn State University, well, I'll just here take a listen. USA Today reports researchers at Penn State say they've been testing lymph nodes of dead deer from Iowa to see if they had COVID. In one study, they looked at 97 deer and found 83 percent of them had COVID. They're not sure how the animals are picking up the disease, but there are some theories that it could come from hunters who may be chewing tobacco or otherwise leaving behind fluids. The deer come in contact with it, then spread it to other deer. The study has yet to be peer-reviewed. Jill Nato, Fox News. Otherwise, leaving behind fluids. Caleb, I don't do a lot of hunting. I really have basically never hunted. Could you hunters out there let me know just how many fluids you're leaving behind in the Iowa woods for the deer to lick up or whatever is happening well, the, exactly the, the great outdoors sometimes become a okay bathroom okay okay all right i, I understood but the way she worded that <laughs> oh god the, the animals are uh, i've got questions that don't need answered luckily i am never close to any deer if possible whatsoever now when the when the canada geese start getting it that's when i get worried Oh, can you imagine all this town's zombie Canada geese that don't care about anything and they're all super spreaders? That's a new that's a that's a horror film is what that is. Oh, they probably got it from the drafts. All right, six fifty five, we'll take a break. It's LNK today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. <laughs> It's our weekly spotlight of pets for you to adopt from the Capital Humane Society on LNK Today. All right, Matt is joining us from the Capital Humane Society. We're going to hear about the uh, pets of the week there for you to adopt potentially. Hello, Matt. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Tell us about the pets you got this week. So I got bears. So bears and approximately seven-year-old lab mix, uh, black in color, neutered male. He's kind of a smaller lab mix. He's only about 40 pounds. Might have some boxer in him. Um, he came to the shelter because, unfortunately, his previous family could no longer afford to care for him. Um, but with Bear, he loves two things, and this is really all he needs. He needs people because he loves people, 
and lots of squeaky toys. <laughs> so if you've got squeaky toys, um, he will love you. So, All right. <laughs> uh, also, we were told by his previous family, he's uh, lived with children of just about every age, does well with them, also has lived with cats. Um, so he might do well in a home with children and cats. Um, so that's Bear. Okay. And then we also have Leroy. So Leroy is an approximately one-year-old beagle mix, uh, neutered male, tricolor. Um, he weighs about 35 pounds, so a little bit on the bigger side for a beagle. But uh, he came to the shelter as a lost dog, and he was not claimed. Uh, so he's kind of a, he's got a silly personality. Uh, he's got plenty of energy, so he'll keep up with you if you have an active lifestyle. And as we're moving into the colder weather, um, if you need a jogging partner to help you uh, not skip those daily workouts and, and runs, uh, he's your guy for that. Very good. Sounds like a pair of nice pets there. You can contact Capital Humane Society for an appointment to make an adoption. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate it. Yep, have a good one. There you go. Capital Humane Society's Matt. 7 o'clock, KLIN Lee. 7 It is time for Ticket Thursday. We have a pair of tickets to Nebraska versus Ohio State. And we're going to give them away to somebody who successfully navigates our current events quiz. I put together a list of questions about things happening, most of which we've already talked about on the show this week, or has it been the newscast this week, uh, or anything like that. So if you've been listening carefully, you should have an easy time winning. Uh, answer those questions as fast as you can. You do get a timeout, and you can consult with Caleb and Mark. They do not know the questions. They do not have the answers, but they have incredible amounts of intellectual um, ability that they're glad to lend to you. So that's how it works. Uh, we got the phones lit up right now, but as soon as somebody drops out, you can get in line for this and take a shot at it. So that's what's going on. Uh, Matt was caller four. He gets first crack of this today. Good morning, Matt. How are you? Uh, doing all right. I'm not, not feeling... We'll give this a shot, but I'm not feeling real confident right that's, now. Come on, That's man. the attitude I love to hear at the beginning of the current events quiz. <laughs> I don't feel great about this, but I'm going to give it a shot. Okay, well, a couple couple of notes just to remind you. Use that timeout. Hopefully that's, a, hopefully that's basically a free space for you to get one of them. Uh, pass if you need to, uh, but you can always guess. It doesn't hurt you to guess, all right? Okay. You ready to go? Sounds good. But sure, why not? All right, deep breath, Matt. Deep breath. Clear the mind. Here we go. Uh, all right, Caleb, can you put 60 seconds on the clock, please? All right, thank you. Uh, we will start the clock after I finish the first question. Here we go. This week, both Yahoo and the video game Fortnite announced they were shutting down their services to what country? China. Yes, one. Members of the Nebraska Unicam fell short of what number of supporters for a special session? That 33. Correct. What U.S. city yesterday elected the first Asian-American a female mayor who's 36 years old? Boston? Yes. State volleyball is underway, and it features the Class A Nebraska team that's ranked third in the nation. What school are they from? Uh, pass. Maine voters this week approved a constitutional amendment that enumerated a right to what everyday item? Thirty seconds. I don't know. Pause. Let's All right, pause there. Pause. He used his timeout. He used his timeout. Maine voters this week, guys, approved a constitutional amendment that enumerated, I love the big words in these, enumerated a right to what everyday item? A right to what act? Do either I, of you know it? If I remember, I just heard a little bit. I think it's just 
it sounds stupid, but food. Food. They have a right to a food. A right to food. That's, Ca- Caleb, that's, any input here? I have no idea. All right. You were hoping you would call a timeout on the volleyball one. Yes, I was. <laughs> right, right to food. Uh, you want to you wanna go with that, Matt? It's got to be food or water. I mean, what other... Yeah, sure. I'll trust him. He's, uh, he's, a, he's a pretty trustworthy guy. We'll go with food. <laughs> well, that was a good choice. It was food. It was food. Right to food. Maine passes the first state to pass right to food. You have four correct... Caleb, are we even halfway done here? We're right at halfway. Jeez, Matt. You were okay. slow playing this whole thing for the beginning. You're a stinking genius. <laughs> he, right. came out, he got like the first three and ten seconds. I'm I was not, like, what are we doing? I, uh, all right, we'll see, we'll see how this goes. No more timeouts. You just got to get two in 30 seconds. This would be a epic collapse if you didn't do it here. All right. <laughs> hey, listen, I live in Nebraska. I, follow Nebraska, oh. so I know what that's like. It's, it's a one-possession game for he, Matt in the fourth quarter. Uh-oh, Matt's up at halftime. <laughs> Getting out ahead of your skates there, Matt. Jeez. Oh, All right, here we go. In three, two, one. What European pop music group has released a studio album called Voyage, which is their first new material in 40 years? In 40 years? I don't know. Um... 20 seconds. Pass, Congressman know. Jeff Fortenberry's attorneys filed a motion this week to move the litigation of his charges out of what state? California. Yes, five. What actor told Jimmy Kimmel this week he turned down a chance seconds. to ride into space with Jeff Bezos if he paid $28 million? An actor? Um, pass it. Pass. Voters in what U.S. city rejected a ballot initiative that would have, among other things, no longer required a police force by law? Oh! Oh, he didn't get it! He did not get it! it- Ooh. I knew the ones he passed. Self-inflicted mistakes. I think I knew at least one. Well, I knew. You got really excited for one in there. I didn't know. Oh, my gosh. I wanted him to get to that one quicker because I think he would have got that one right. Yeah. I think he was about to say it, too. The clock is the clock. Oh, oh I feel like I just watched the fourth quarter of a Nebraska football game. <laughs> I feel like we just witnessed the punt against Michigan State again. Oh. Yep. Oh, he figured it out. Sad. Oh, and he texted in with a sad <laughs> face. <laughs> oh, no. That's not how it works. So sad. But you know who's happy about this? George is. Because now George gets a shot of this morning, George. Good morning. All right. Your, uh, Matt's misfortune is your benefit. You ready to go? Uh, I hope so. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, low confidence has almost worked. All right, Caleb, put the time on the clock. Don't forget to use your timeouts starting in three, two, one. Voters in what U.S. city rejected a ballot initiative that would have, among other things, no longer required a police force? Boston. No. A monkey that belonged to the girlfriend of what football team special teams coordinator allegedly bit a child on Halloween? Pat. What singer this week announced both a new Christmas special on Apple TV and a new Christmas song called Fall in Love at Christmas? Pass. All right. This week, Iowa City, Mike Pence said this historical figure convinced him to certify the votes for the 2020 election. Pass. All right. What state's gubernatorial election results showed the two leading candidates virtually tied almost 24 hours after the polls closed? Virginia. No. What local government entity this week hired a search firm called Hazard Young, Atea, and Associates to pick their new leader? Pass. 
<laughs> this week saw new theories about the shooting on the set of Alec Baldwin's movie. What's the name of that movie? Run. Run! This week, the president returned from a climate summit in what country? <laughs> Tuesday night, the Atlanta Braves won the world. No, I got <laughs> That wasn't close. <laughs> I'm so glad he got rust. Uh, all right, this is this is something today. I know there's not a limit on the number that you can pass, but he hit it. <laughs> Boy, we've had both ends of the spectrum this morning. <laughs> we've had we've had the the fourth quarter uh, falling apart in the fourth quarter, and then we were at we had the uh, the blowout from the beginning, haven't we? Yeah. Okay, so he got rust correct. I I need to take uh, get Matt. You might there. need you might need to get back to them. Yeah. Okay. You've gone right. through a lot of questions. I have. We're going to start repeating questions here pretty quickly. Uh, all right. Is uh, Midtown Dave next? That's I correct. He is. All right, Midtown Dave. Good morning. How are you doing? Good morning. All right. Ready to go. You bet. All right. Put the time on the clock. Don't forget to use that timeout. You can pass if you need to, as we were just shown by George. Uh, all right. Starting in three, two, one. Tuesday night, the Atlanta Braves won the World Series. It was their first world championship since what year? 1995. Correct. A report out of Iowa indicates what wild animal has been frequently infected with COVID and maybe hosting mutation that could reenter the human population. Deer. Two. Yes. Correct. State volleyball is underway, and it features a Class A Nebraska team that's ranked third in the nation. What school are they from? Timeout. Timeout. Good timeout there. I Papillion lives in South. I think I even knew that one. Did you know it? You should have let him do it. My daughter lives in Papillion. All right. Papillion lives to South. You want to go with Papillion lives to South? Absolutely. That's correct. They are third in the stinking nation. That, that's is that good? Cool. That seems really good. That's good. Nebraska's got good high school volleyball. All right, you got three down. There's an understatement of the century. You got three down. Caleb, how much time is on the clock? 47 seconds. This would be an even bigger collapse than the amazing <laughs> oh, one we just saw from Matt. That. I'm just saying. That's rude. I've got to point out to the listeners when they're about to potentially hear history. That's rude. Okay. No offense to Dave. I hope Dave wins. It's All right. awful. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Time is uh, going after I read this question. What European pop group has released a studio album called Voyage, which is their first new material in 40 years? Pass. What actor told Jimmy Kimmel this week he turned down a chance to ride into space with Jeff Bezos if he paid $28 million? Tom Hanks. Yes, four. A monkey that belonged to the girlfriend of what football team's special teams coordinator allegedly bit a child on Halloween? Pass. What singer this week announced both a new Christmas special on Apple TV and a new Christmas song called Fall in Love at Christmas? Mariah Carey. Yes. This week in, Mike, this week in Iowa City, seconds. Mike Pence said this historical figure convinced him to certify those for the 2020 election. Pass. What U.S. city yesterday elected their first Asian-American and female mayor who's 36 years old? Ten seconds. Boston. Yes, that's correct! Boston. Sang himself into it. How much time was left? There was still about 15, 20 oh, seconds. Okay. Was, like, he had a lot oh, of time. I was freaking out a little bit. He was going to get... Well, was, I was freaking out because Midtown Dave, you kept passing the ones that, like, Mark and I knew. He didn't have and more I know time he, outs. he didn't have more timeouts, but it's like, come on. You just want him to be smarter? Yes. Jeez, Caleb. That's, <laughs> that's not pleasant. That's not a nice thing to say to our listeners. I apologize, Midtown Dave. You just won the game, and then Caleb's insulting you. You don't deserve that. You deserve, you deserve those football tickets. And, uh, hey... Uh, g- good luck. Maybe you're going to see that that raining down of good fortune that's due Nebraska fans this Saturday. Okay, I hope you do. 
Thanks, Jack. Appreciate it. All right, Dave is uh, Dave is in Midtown. Dave. All right, wow. we got to go over these, Mark. We got to go over. I, I think I knew every one of them this the, week. Really? I think so. You're a, but you're a stinking genius. I mean, no, I just you're pay a attention news to guy. No, you're, you're, pay attention to the news. You're an intellectual superstar. You work in the newsroom. All right, so Yahoo and, and for, see, these are the ones Matt ripped through at the beginning. Yep. Yahoo and Fortnite said they were getting out of what country? Uh, China. Both of them. China. Mm-hmm. No more. The Fortnite. People's Republic of China. The, actually, the kids in China are only allowed like video games for twenty minutes anyway, aren't they? So One hour. It's not like they were on the weekends. Yeah. Uh, Unicamp fell short of what number of uh, supporters for the special session? Thirty-three. Thirty-three. Mm-hmm. He, got, he got that. Uh, he got the the mayor, the first Asian American female mayor, thirty-six-year-old uh, 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 from Boston. By the way, she's gonna. Be, this is like the, she's gonna be. Yeah, da da da. She's gonna be the new uh, like Obama pretty soon. That's my that's my prediction. Just you know, kind of the superstar yep. in the Democratic Party. Um, State volleyball, the Papio South one. He got that. Maine approved constitutional amendment uh, that is a right to. Food. You got that. Okay, here you go, Mark. You are losing your mind on this one every time. What European pop group has released a studio album called Voyage, which is their new first new material in 40 years? Waterloo. Uh-huh. Waterloo. <laughs> Dancing Queen. ABBA. Uh, I, I honestly don't. I don't need to hear current day ABBA. I really don't. <laughs> and weren't they both married to each other and both divorced? And like, how is that all working exactly? I mean, I got a lot of questions about the ABBA reunion. Uh, they clarified they're not getting back together after this for another one. This was it. And I'm like, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Fortenberry's attorneys filed a motion this week to move the litigation of his charges out of what state? California. Well, actually, technically, I wrote the question. So I'm te- technically, they actually, it was a motion to dismiss the case because of improper venue, not really move the case, but nobody would know that uh what actor told jimmy kimmel this week he, he uh, turned down a chance to ride into space with bezos but he had to pay 28 million bucks to do it uh to, yeah, to, to, to go on the ride tom hanks yeah. that was a good one by midtown dave that was a good that was a, a tough did you know that one yep oh okay God, you're amazing uh this one was easy uh the u.s city that rejected the ballot initiative about police minneapolis minneapolis minnesota the yes, the monkey that belonged to the girlfriend, which I didn't mention, a stripper named Pull Assassin, uh, of what football team special teams was, coordinator I, allegedly I, bit a child on Halloween? I, mean, I remember talking about that. Wasn't it Texas? Yes, Texas. it was. We yeah. were talking about it. The story's amazing. I mean, it just. Uh, singer announced a new Christmas special on Apple TV and a new Christmas song called "Fall in Love at Christmas." That's Mariah. Okay, I don't think anyone ever got this one. This week in Iowa City. Mike Pence. Mike Pence spent a lot of time in Iowa, I've yes, noticed. Hmm. Said this historical figure convinced him to certify the votes for the 2020 election. I think it was because uh, he'd uh, kind of done something similar. James Madison? It was, it was James Madison. He, he had a question <laughs> yeah. from the crowd. Who convinced you or who told you to do it? And he said James Madison, kind of being creative with that. But it also had to do with the Federalist Papers. Uh, what local government entity this week hired a search firm called Hazard Young Atea & Associates? Lincoln Public Schools. Yes. This week, the president returned from a climate summit in what country? Glasgow, Scotland. That's it. All the rest of them. How many countries are in this country? All right. Wow. That was, uh, you know, it never fails. It's always amazing radio. It's always amazing radio when we play the current events quiz. You you didn't ask the one tough question. What was that? How many tickles does it take to get an octopus to laugh? Eight. Tentacles. Tentacles. 
Seven, I'm sorry, 725. <laughs> we need to take a break. Give us a Lincoln Zoos and talk 1499.3 KLIN. KLIN and Broadcast House are searching for the next account executive to join our dynamic team of media sales professionals. KLIN. All right, let's get it going with your morning drive, starting with number five. Nebraska University Assistant President Ted Carter was uh, quoted by Tom Stell in, uh, at Omaha.com, that's Omaha World Herald, that no decision has been made on Scott Frost's future. Carter added the direction of the program would be addressed in the coming weeks, but he said, I don't want to get too far ahead of our skis right now. I don't think it'll be too, too far down the road that you're going to know which direction the program is going to go. I can tell you this, no decision had been made. He was actually in uh, Omaha skating with the uh, UNO team. Of course, he's a former hockey player, captain of the Naval Caddy hockey team. So, but that was a good chance for him to talk about Scott Frost. Yeah, yeah when Slapshot speaks, we listen. Yeah. That was his. That was his. Uh, like he ended up. That was his call sign. His call sign in the Navy. Yeah. yeah Slapshot. We got two bogeys on the right. Yeah, okay. That's what they do. That's, <laughs> That's what they say. Exactly what he said. I watched like. a lot of Top Gun. I know how that works. <laughs> Is he in the new Top Gun? Uh, I don't know. Do we make? I mean, what do we make of? Uh, to me, okay, here's what I think the most interesting thing out of the whole the whole Carter quotes. Um, I mean, I was a little surprised he said anything, but I guess if you're there and the question's asked, you can't, it's hard to say no comment. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but to me, I thought it was interesting how he talked about how it's kind of a collaborative decision right. between he and the athletic director and the chancellor on this thing. And I don't know if I expected that or not. I don't think I did. I mean... I did. I thought it was going. I thought it was going to be. This is a Trev Alberts call, and obviously, you want to have a little bit of the blessing of your higher ups. But and, and as as Carter said, anything, any decision they come to is pretty much going to be a consensus. They're going to talk it out. So theoretically, it's going to be Albert's decision with blessing from up above. But at the end of the day, Alberts is the athletic director. He was hired to be the one to make these decisions, right? Right. If uh, if there are more involvement from the chancellor and the president, does that change what you think is likely to happen? Ooh. If it's just Alberts versus Alberts, right. Green, and Carter, I don't know. I don't know what the answer to that is, but because I'm not sure, you know, I just don't know. I don't know, but it's a it's a little bit of a different situation. Finishing up the season with a hat trick by the football squad would be a pretty good deal. That I, would that would end the discussion. I, I mean, it was pretty simple. A hat trick, all three of them. I again, again, you know, some some people don't believe in uh, everything evening out at the end, but regardless, this fan base, this program is due to have good fortune just rain down on them in droves, cats and dogs. From the sky. It's going to happen at some point. Again, it is going to happen at some point. I just want to make sure that I'm a part of it. So today, on November 4th, do you think there there is a decision on whether Frost is... No, I don't think so because I do... If they... Let's say hypothetically... I mean, here's the tough, the tough situation. They win. They win two. They beat Wisconsin and okay. they beat Iowa. Right, like, what's that fulcrum point that makes for the toughest decision? That's kind of an interesting question. Well, that's what I'm, I'm wondering. You win three, you're in a bowl. It's, I mean, look, the, and I understand it. That seems really right. unlikely. That's clear, right? You lose all three, that feels pretty clear to me too. 
Well, and, and I said earlier, my biggest thing is what does it look like from the team? Is there still are they still fighting? Right. Is the culture part still there from the leadership? For you, what what's the minimum that has to happen with this team for Frost to still have for the them, job for them to actually make that decision? I, there's got there's got to be at least one win. Got to have a win. I think there's got to be a win. Okay. I think I think they will look for reasons to keep him. Mm-hmm. I do. Um. And so I think they need that. They need at least that one win. Um, I think two. I think two makes it very likely. Do the numbers that they're putting this up that, that, that we got though. from the the Dirk Chatlin article? Do those numbers help or hurt the cause for Frost to stick around? That's a good question. And if you haven't seen the piece, it basically is Nebraska is according to if you take uh, yards per play for offense uh, that you've accrued. Yards per play of defense that you've given up, and you put turn them into one net number. Nebraska is fifth in the nation, ahead of Alabama. <laughs> Let that sink in. Let that sink in. It's unbelievable. Uh, yards don't equal points. That's true. But there's a whole bunch. There's a whole bunch. Even one of the one of the uh, one of the indexes even has a bad luck index in it, and Nebraska is in last place in it. It's the worst luck and. It's the lowest number they've ever seen in the history of the index. I was going to say, isn't it like the lowest number in the last 20 years? Yes. It's comparable to some Georgia Tech team from 2015 or something. <laughs> I, think, I think this whole discussion is just disgusting. Why is that? Well, it's just way out ahead of whatever decision time would even happen. Jeez. Just Mark, it's what everyone's talking about. That's literally what we say the segment is. This is what you're going to be talking about. You, you don't think people are talking about this today? Oh, I, are you going I, around the coffee house shops and no. telling people it's disgusting? I might. Here's what Mark wants to talk about. When are we getting hockey here in Lincoln? That's what I want to talk about. We've got hockey in Lincoln. Okay, College, the, 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 University of Nebraska hockey. I'm not trying to. I want one of those sweet Husker sweaters, huh? I just College want, I'd, I'd hockey. Like, I'd like to see him in a new arena. That's what I'd like to see. Mark wants more taxes. Mark. <laughs> What's another restaurant? Oh, another pub, a second publicly funded we, arena. We could we could take care of it if we just had the fair tax. Fair uh, tax would pay for this. <laughs> the fair tax arena. Where are we putting it? By the way, could put it could put it on in uh, Northeast Lincoln, maybe the other side of town. You put it out at the event center. Just a duplicate. Just a duplicate of Pinnacle Bank Arena. We just have an east and a west version. <laughs> Great idea. I support it. Number four. <laughs> Speaking of taxes, <laughs> leading Nebraska senator who helps create the state budget says he's getting requests for how to spend the state's share of federal pandemic relief money, and he's expecting a lot more. Uh, that's Senator John Stinner, chair of the Appropriations Committee, says he's spoken with groups including Nebraska's child welfare and developmental disability service providers. Uh, Stinner is from Gehring. Uh, he says providers are under competitive pressure to keep workers because they aren't able to pay as much as other employers. Stinner said he expects pressure to spend the money on jobs, programs, broadband service. He was actually at a public Q&A session hosted by the Open Sky Policy Institute, which is the Lincoln-based tax policy think tank group. Mark, there are a whole lot of entities, government and non-governmental, who are facing this question right now. Yes. I mean, I guess it's not a terrible question to face in those positions about how do we use this money that we've been allotted through these things what do we do with it what is the best use of it what is pursuant to the law that enabled it all of those questions that question is being asked nationwide right well now. And, and some of the the allowances and the rules for spending it have changed as well right. so that that throws uh, a lot in i mean 
the city of Lincoln, the city and county have, are doing competitive um, grant requests for uh, yeah. by the end of the year. So yeah, the same thing. The, the, you know, we talked to uh, absolutely when we've talked to the mayor about the dollars that they've got. They've got several um, thousands of dollars that that are allotted for these things as well. Again. I think all of it would properly fund, though, Arena 2.0 that Mark Vale thought of this morning. <laughs> what What do the arena costs? Uh, what were we? Something like thirty million somewhere in that neighborhood. No idea. That was yeah. PBA East. PBA East. What they What, what they should do? Is, what should be done is a brand new multi complex be built halfway between Omaha and Lincoln, Ooh. outside where the the regional airport and prisons yeah. should be that sounds like a fun town arena airport prisons you got everything you need for uh for a great place to live yep there wherever people live in be. omaha and, and aren't we uh, and... are we putting a new lake out there too still is that happening or is that not a thing anymore underway all right <laughs> number three if you find the current economy a bit confusing don't worry so does the top economic official uh, Federal Reserve Chair Jer- uh, Jerome Powell at a news conference yesterday said the Fed was sticking by its bedrock economic forecast that COVID-19 will eventually fade, which in turn will enable supply chain bottlenecks to unsnarl. More people will return to the workforce. The economy will strengthen and inflation pressures will ease. And yet the leading economic figure acknowledged that it isn't at all clear when or even whether things will play out that way. Uh, that's their hope anyway. And so far... Hasn't happened that way. <laughs> Wait, what? I I don't I don't know if I feel better or worse after that whole um, thing. Well, ask me, and I'll tell you. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah. So, and and uh, they didn't they didn't change interest rates, right? With this whole nope. thing. Okay. Nope. They did. Uh, they're starting to cut back on the uh, bond purchases, fifteen billion a month for the rest of this year, and if they keep at that pace. Uh, they'll uh, be done buying uh, bonds on the market to prop up uh, the money supply by the end of June. But, uh, but I mean, basically, the bottom line is what he's saying is, uh, as COVID goes, so goes the economy. Pretty much. I mean, just I'm really oversimplifying what he's trying to say here. But we don't know what the future of COVID is, essentially. Right. Yeah. All right. Or, or the timeline nope. on it. Right. Exactly. Number two. Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers is in the NFL's COVID-19 protocol and will miss the game Sunday against the Chiefs. There you go. You got it. He well, And by the way, did you hear the whole background on this? He can't play for 10 days. The offseason, he was asked if he had been vaccinated. He said he was immunized, but that was evidently in reference to an alternative, alternative homeopathic treatment that he got for the virus, not an actual... Vaccine. He actually petitioned the NFL to have that treatment recognized as a formal vaccine. That was denied, evidently. And so uh, he's getting a little blowback for not not being vaccinated or, or intimating that he had been when he really Well, and, and the NFL is getting some blowback as well because they knew his vaccination status um, as an employer. And they because you went through that that request to have the homeo right homeopathic one recognized. And so what you have is in post game pre- and, and in other press opportunities, unvaccinated players were via Zoom. Aaron Rodgers was oh. at the press availabilities, unmasked with all the reporters, like he was a vaccinated player. So he was being treated differently as well by the league 
as compared to other players of what were the similar status. You know who loves homeopathic treatments? Kansas City Chiefs fans. <laughs> Big. <laughs> man, say Shailene Woodley. Man, they, well, that may be too, but man, they squeaked by the Giants and it, the Packers are, are playing well right now after having been, that was a, the but, Chiefs, the Chiefs might have just, this might have just given their season, uh, a, no pun intended, a shot in the arm. But <laughs> Kansas City now gets to witness the start of the Jordan Love era. That's true. Jordan, watch Jordan Love just tear it up. I know that's here. what I'm thinking. <laughs> tear it up because this is the guy who Aaron Rodgers is mad that they drafted. Why he and the Packers have been at odds, and why he's supposedly leaving after this season right, is over. Here's real quick. The thing on that is, it's not so much that they drafted Jordan Love; it's the spot they drafted him that they didn't go get him more weapons instead. Yeah, but yeah. still, you you now have a guy. Now you're you're in a situation for the Green Bay, Green Bay Packers of you're a little bit validated knowing yeah. that you have this guy. By the way, their third-string quarterback also, whose name's Kurt Bankert, I don't know much about him, but he has COVID, too. Yeah, and off so of the th- practice they squad. Decide, so they had to sign, Blake Bortles! Blake Bortles, let's go! Oh, Blake Bortles! <laughs> That's for anybody who watches The Good Place. So yeah. Does. So did you say the Chiefs fans like my homeopathic? They like the, I think I think they probably do, because uh, it, uh, instead of uh, it, it might have gotten them a uh, non-Aaron Rodgers Packers this week. Oh, I thought you said a Mahomey nature. <laughs> They're like a Mahomeopathic. It's a yeah. You're right. That's yeah. different. <laughs> that's just when the Chiefs win. Mahomeopathic. That's Mahomeopathic. Mahomeopathic. I think you just might have created a meme or something, there, Mark. <laughs> that's pretty impressive, actually. Number one. I would take this woman and I would go Karen on her. <laughs> Whoa! A travel influencer being blasted for her choice of lunch on an airplane. She packed a whole fried fish. <laughs> wrapped in tinfoil to eat on a flight, causing other passengers to complain. She actually shared a video of the meal saying, quote, I took this video for discussion's sake. I know fish has a smell, therefore it wasn't out long to bother anyone. Bull. <laughs> okay. Let's, can we all agree in airplanes and, and really even offices all across our great land, bringing leftover fish anywhere is not acceptable. It is not acceptable for smell reasons. One of the stations that I have managed years and years ago, we had one of our uh, people that loved Indian food, and and Indian food is fine, but he would bring it and put it in the microwave and reheat it, and it would just, you know, everybody's uh, (laughs) eyes were watering, and... there's Yeah, there are a few reheating things, because I, my office is in the basement, fairly near the microwave, and there's a few things that... Yep. All right, 7.55... That's it for the morning drive. Homeopathic. You better trademark that. 755 on KLIN. When you're thinking Huskers. Making a catch at the 10. 5. That is a touchdown. Nebraska. Think. 1499.3. KLIN. All right. Welcome back. 812. On your Thursday morning, November 4th, 2021. And on Thursdays, we bring in Robin Eshelman of Eshelman Commercial Real Estate, Dave Albers, Albers Co., and. better known as the Grow Lincoln team, and uh, they are in studio with us. Uh, they've got the news on businesses moving, opening, hopefully not closing uh, in the capital city, and they're taking your questions as well. You can hit them up on Facebook or Twitter at Grow Lincoln. 
Morning, Robin. How are you doing this morning? Good morning. Good. Good morning, Dave. How are you? Good morning, gentlemen. All right. Let's jump into it right away, shall we? We've got a uh, question. Any ideas on what's going in between Target and First Nebraska Credit Union by 40th and Yankee Hill? What can you guys tell us? We've got a little bit of medical space going in there. Okay. Uh, Orthodontic uh, space and uh, pediatric Okay. All right. Should be done in about six months. Okay, where now? I don't know where the credit union is there. I know where the, the well, it's right the on the corner. Is there. You okay? Like you're going down 40th. You mm-hmm. haven't gotten to Yankee Hill right. yet, but there's a a road there that you can turn into called Granger Parkway, where right. you get into the credit yeah. union. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's so it's to the north it's of kind of north northeast Correct. of Target. Okay. But that, you know, that's a pretty good idea to have medical right there with the Target because Target has a pharmacy. And if you've got your kids at the dentist, you can go to Target instead of sitting in the waiting room. So Sure. All right. Multitask. That, that whole that area has um, re- really developed out around that, you know, Target. I, I guess that's that, that sort of theory that you've got a big anchor there, a place like Target. It just... You know, it's taken the, a lot of years, it's though. It's taken a yeah, decade. I guess that's true. Has yeah. it been open? And yeah. it's been, what? What has it been, 10, 15 than, years? 2009? Yeah, I don't I don't know the precise date, but it's mm-hmm. been it's been a while. People don't realize it. I mean, time flies, uh, as we all know, as particularly as we get older. Mm-hmm. Uh, it goes by fairly quickly. But to your point, in the last, oh, probably four or five years, we've seen quite a bit more rapid growth in that general area mm-hmm. right now yankee hill is closed between 40th and 56 between 56th and 70th 56, yeah. yeah because they're they're and widening 40th, excuse me yeah they're widening all of that along there i am completely wrong yeah now in my it's 40th it's 40th to 56 is it stop at 56 or yeah it's not yes. beyond that okay so and and there's there is a lot of medical coming down that corridor. There, there's some at the corner, um, CHI, and then the cancer center further down 40th Street. I mean, that really mm-hmm. is going to become a... Yeah. When you think about the Bryan Hospital location at 40th and Pine Lake, I mean, that whole stretch down along there is really turning, taking on a medical characteristic. Yeah, absolutely. That's true. And by the way, there's a new uh, uh, roundabout uh, further up on 40th, too. What what on down not down past Pine Lake by the south, bypass south of south of uh, Yankee Hill pa- oh past Yankee Hill mm-hmm. oh geez is that even in Lincoln my goodness <laughs> by the way I uh, I'm sure I'm sure uh, you guys have maybe done this several times but I had a couple of occasions to go out to uh, Roca before Halloween and uh, on the way back with the closings and everything ended up going further to the east to come back to Lincoln and I got to see the new the first view of what that what that beltway is really going to look like isn't that fascinating going over top of it yeah yeah it's fascinating. isn't it surprising how huge it is yeah i mean it's just so massive yeah it's i mean it looks like an interstate yeah uh, basically yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, well, basically, it's it is. Just, you, you're right. so used yeah. to cornfields and two lane roads. Right. Out there. It just it's weird and it's because just so massive compared to what we're used to. It doesn't feel like we're yeah in that in that 
the area of town where we are. Like you just is, haven't seen anything. Like this is something there. I would see in Omaha at 680 and I-80 connection, right. you know. Well, some people would say that's why Omaha is a better place. Some people <laughs> well, would, would argue that. But. Boy, what an opportunity we have down there for something really fantastic. To, I mean, I keep hoping that, you know, you think about Kansas City and what they did and West Des Moines and what they did with their bypasses. Right. You know? I'm so curious to what the development around that bypass is going to look like and where it will oh, I know. crop up. Um, certainly on kind of the exit, whatever the natural exits are, the, the right. planned exits there um, will be will be significant. And then what it does to, to Highway 2, how it changes, you know, whatever whatever's going on with Highway 2. Because, you know, you, we talk about um, the the uh, the cafe there on, uh, oh my goodness, why am I having a... a highway uh, Cafe. Highway Cafe there. Yes, of course. Highway uh, highway Diner there. that they You know, they yeah. they changed, their, and there's a lot happening with restaurants, but that's partly there was open 24 hours because the truckers that were going through. Well, and if you're on Highway 2 a lot, which I am, there are a lot of trucks. Oh, yeah. Driving on Highway 2, and it, it's, it's a burden for them, and it's a burden for, for people in cars and it's going to be so fast once they're off the highway just going down highway two is going to be so fast hopefully hopefully except for the except for the train i i I want nothing to have to do with 27th and highway two during any sort of a rush hour (laughs) i mean nothing to have to do with that i I agree with you that's not a great intersection all right uh all right let's move up to uh east lincoln uh the hive center at uh 70th and pioneers what do we have there very much on the edge here. Live hydration spa, IV hydration, nutrition therapy, along with a little bit of Botox, vitamin injections, and other services. I saw this place. I do not understand what that. See, <laughs> so hook up with I just get you really. Uh, this is uh, getting you hydrated. We have seen huh? more spas in the last what two, three years. Uh, is this part of the pampering ourselves because of what we're all going through, and it's just. You know, feels good to get out and make your body People feel who are passionate about getting hydrated. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it runs the gamut from, you know, eyebrows to skin to hair to, yeah, like these, <laughs> these uh, wellness oriented spas. I want to try one of these hydration IVs, see what it feels like. You won't be. You, you do them before. The, that, why don't you do it and give us a little review on Isn't this, this because, what they give football players so they don't cramp up, basically? Yeah. You know, maybe maybe there should be some tests before Christmas so we can figure out what a good, really different Christmas gift would there be. There you go. Yeah. I got the entire family right. send, hydration Send your IVs. recommendation. What kind of spa is a good gift card for my spouse? I want, I want to do some of that hot yoga. That's one of the things that I want to do. <laughs> uh, Dave, do you have something else in that uh, Yeah, in well, that area? We, we were talking about uh, medical stuff here, and I did want to bring up that there is going to be a new chiropractic building going in at 6830 South 70th, and for most people that don't know precisely where that is, that's Which? 70th and uh, Pine Lake oh, okay. uh, by the home uh, Depot. Across, is it the same side of the road as same Home side, Depot? Same side as Home Depot. Home Depot, the car wash, the liquor store. Bingo. The Capital Humane Society. And that's interesting All of to this. not have retail there. Yeah. That that, that they're going medical. Mm. Ooh, what's that tell you? Well, we're, we all need something for our backs. There you go. There you go. Watching too much Netflix. Yep. We need to fix it. All right. Downtown area boombox social in the the building there, I guess. 
we've got uh, something uh, new that has come and had a ribbon cutting. Tell Boom, us about yeah, this. Yeah, Boombox Social, they've been there for, what, Dave, a year? Year and yeah. a half? Something mm-hmm. like that. Um, Sideshow Spirits Cocktail Bar and Lincoln's first ever distillery had a Chamber of Commerce ribbon cutting in the kind of the side or the back of the building, which featured vodka, whiskey, and rum. All right. So they're making their own spirits there, huh? So that was fun. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, Sun Valley Lane closing. Sad news. What do we have, Dave? Subway closing. Uh, we saw a listing pop up with our friend uh, Jared Froelich, uh on one of our commercial real estate sites mm. saying that that's available yeah, drive through Westo and Sun Valley Westo and Sun you Valley you want to jump on those drive throughs yeah, yeah now's the time if you want to drive through you know it, it's interesting because so many people are doing drive through now I wonder if places I know some subways do have drive throughs not yeah. all of them do like how much of a, it was a challenge for those places that are harder to order at a drive through right because the the subway experience is usually about going through and looking at all the ingredients I want that right. no I don't want that I want I want that as well we become such a drive-through, you know, food food seekers. I wonder if that was harder for them to but make. But that it. was I, a look and point concept, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, right, yeah. exactly. Although I went through the drive-through at the subway that is on, I guess you call it Tenth Street, uh, across from Channel Eight, uh-huh. um, and they had a. A touch, a touch screen thing. Oh, do they? You put, you put your stuff on. I think it was a touch screen. Good Sense yes. has that out on 84th, too. Yeah. Which I'm surprised that's not more prevalent in all of right. fast food, to be honest. Yeah, and it was the first time I've ever experienced one. That's the only way I want to order a sandwich going through. I, I don't know why through. that hasn't caught on more, unless it's because they were developing apps at the same time and you could go either direction. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, all right, last but not least, uh, sad news. In terms of closing, we touched on this earlier in the week. Uh, Dino's uh, 84th and Van Dorn, They've sounds like they've closed their doors. Dave, you got any more on this? Well, I did happen to just double-check uh, this morning and looked at the sign on the door before I came in, and it did. Uh, they got a sign up there also if it, to redeem any of or a sign. I shouldn't say to redeem. I should just say they say to call a specific phone number if you've mm-hmm. got some gift certificates there. But yes, they mm-hmm. closed on um, the thirty first, and fifteen years, I believe, is what they said that they've been in business. They'd been here that long. Yeah, I was a little I didn't bit. Know surprised it was then. that long. Yeah, no, had, close to that. I think they said two thousand seven, and they said fifteen years on. They had on tried the a lot of things. They had kind of changed their hours. They were trying to make it work, but um, I, know. you know, I admire them for 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 keep trying constantly and, and changing things up. It's just tough. It's yeah. a tough business. Yeah, so many restaurants got caught in that vicious cycle of having to close because they didn't have the staff or they were just trying to cut back financially. But then once it, word got around that something, once you hear the word closed, mm-hmm. then it's like, oh, it's going to be hit and miss if I try to go there. And then you get in this vicious right. cycle. Yeah. I hope whoever takes that building over, uses it, continues to utilize the TVs at the urinals that they've got there. Very important. They have, yeah, you probably didn't know that, Robin. Right. They have, not I don't, I mean, I'm not sure what they have in the women's bathroom, but every urinal has their own private mini television wow. with a sporting event for you to watch. That's oh, right. okay. This is, it's true. This is good stuff. Did they have a hard time getting guys to come out? <laughs> 
Like they, well, they, have, they have TVs in the restaurant too. It's just stranded there at that urinal, <laughs> unable to just leave. Please bring that back. I thought that was a very nice feature. That's all I have to say. About okay. That. All right. Uh, very, oh, real, um, oh God, we're short on time, but uh, just just uh, thirty seconds, sixty seconds. I know uh, you guys heard a little bit about tipping practices from restaurant owners and and maybe what what they've seen since the pandemic got started. Better or worse? Well, I'll, I'll tell you what they said that you should do. This this was the, I'm going to give you down and dirty. 10% on uh, takeout things and 20% if you've got a waiter or waitress. Okay. That, I mean, that's kind of the down What if and somebody dirty. just gives you a cup for coffee? That, we, that, yeah, that, that sounds said, that sounds like a ten percent. Ten percent for quick serve and yeah, is he gonna be a cup? Come on, just, maybe. I mean, I filled the dang well, thing. My how much oh. does a cup of copy of how much does uh, that cup cost? Jack? Not sure if you've uh, aware of the inflation going on in society right <laughs> 15 now. Fifteen cents. Yeah. Uh, all right, <laughs> we need to uh, we need to grab a break. Robin, Dave, good to talk to you. We will. Uh, ch- I know you guys have uh, are preempted for football. We'll check in with you next week. Then, all right. Very good. Thanks. Robin Ashman, Dave Albers, a girl Lincoln team. Hit him up on Facebook or Twitter. Any questions about new buildings going up in your neighborhood? All right. Break right now. Caleb's got sports right after this on KLIN. Find someone who makes you as happy as this guy does when he says, Touchdown, Nebraska! It's time to go one-on-one with the voice of the Huskers, Greg Sharp. Brought to you by Bryant Air Conditioning, Heating, Electrical, and Plumbing. All right, 837. Welcome back. LNK today with Jack and friends in our weekly chat with the voice of the Big Red. Greg Sharp. Greg, good morning. How are you doing today? A little frost on the roof today. I went, went for a little walk. It's nice outside. Nice. Anyway, so I'm doing well. And, and again, listen, we can talk about everything going wrong on the football field right now. But for some reason, uh, Nebraska's hit the lottery with home game uh, forecasts for its game. So I'm trying to accentuate the positive here, Greg, because Saturday, 73, I got a cargo shirts, shorts allowed for tomorrow uh, again. Isn't that amazing? I, did, I saw a graphic. Maybe ten eleven put this out that last year on November the third, which was yesterday, it was eighty three in wow. Lincoln, and then yesterday's high was only like forty seven or something. But yeah, you're right. I mean, last Saturday was picture perfect for the Purdue game, and it's supposed to be great this week. So we'll we'll certainly take that. Um, I, I don't know if you saw the 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 piece or not, but uh, Dirk Chatlin wrote a piece for the World Herald um, that kind of broke down some of the numbers um, that, that that Nebraska's had this year, and and it's it's just it's crazy because one of the key stats it was kind of based around and I saw the stat earlier this week is that Nebraska if you combine the yards per play accrued on offense and net it out with the yards per play given up on defense Nebraska is fifth in the nation one spot ahead of Alabama okay <laughs> i mean and there's a whole bunch of other stats like that as well where the stat, and some people might just say, well, Jack, that's yards, not points. But there are stat after stat after stat you look at, and Nebraska looks like a team that's a top 25 team statistically. Um, but they're not, obviously. They're, they're not winning these games. It was the turnovers last time. So it's been special teams here in the past. Should that, I don't know, Greg, does that make you feel better or, or worse about what you've, you've seen over the course of this season when you hear things like that? I think it just it it, it uh, backs up all of our point that this is so confusing because this is not a bad football team, and statistics don't lie. They they tell you what you are, but the bottom line statistic is wins and losses. And so 
I mean, I know a lot of people, and we've been hearing it on Sports Highlight this week, want some major changes on the offensive staff. And then you look, and the Huskers are 13th in the country in total offense. So, right. And, you know, believe it or not, Nebraska's red zone performance offensively is better than their defensive red zone performance. And you wouldn't think that no. watching these games. And so you're like, it's just, it's a confusing team. And, you know, you, you can see why Coach Frost says we're close. Because you look at some of those things, you're like, well, that's really good. And so is that. And the combination of the two, and I think yeah, Dirk did a great job piecing that all together. When you are that highly rated in both total offense and total defense, you should be a really good team. But that that's not bearing out in the bottom line. And yeah, last Saturday was all about the turnovers. It was a it was a rough day for Adrian, and he just had a really poor performance and took a lot of drives away from the Huskers in the second half because. You just go back and look at the, the, the drive charts in the second half, and it was three plays, punt, two plays, interception, three plays, punt, two plays, interception. I mean, it was crazy how ineffective they were in the second half last week. Yeah, and it's just, boy, with eight, there, there was a time at this season, Greg, uh, and I know he's very polarizing, too, with, with, with people. Some people think that's the entire problem. Some people think that's the only reason things are going as well as they are. But there, there was a time this season where I was pretty darn sure he was going to be the All Big Ten starting quarterback. That he was going to be the best, just because the statistics were going to look that way. And then you look at last week, and and that there were there have been times in his career where those short, even the the short passes and those interceptions, just decisions that to us watching from afar look like they should be easy ones or or fairly easy passes to make, where he's not making those. He's uh, Greg, I know. I, I don't know how we can explain just sort of this swinging one way and the other wildly. Maybe it's just kind of characteristic of what happens with this team. Yeah, it's hard to explain. I, I, I've been a big Adrian backer. It, it, it's been difficult to do that this week because last uh-huh. week he he sailed a couple throws. The, the 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 option, the attempted option pitch when he's getting tackled, you just can't do those type of things and. You know, I know he watches NFL and he sees Patrick Mahomes try those things and he sees, you know, quarterbacks around the league try to do some of that stuff and that gets you in trouble more times than not. And so, you know, it's, he's had a, he's had an interesting career because statistically he's going to leave Nebraska as one of the, the better quarterbacks statistically, but the bottom line is he didn't win and he's been unable to come through late in games when you need your quarterback to really lead a team down the field. That's been the, the missing ingredient for Adrian. And uh, I feel bad because I like the young man. He's a great young man, great leader, good guy to, to kind of be the face of your program, but it just has not worked out in, in terms of wins and losses. I, I I wonder what this team's mental situation is right now going into this game. I know, you know, back that Minnesota game, uh, Cam Taylor Britt was talking about having having juice, and and that was just kind of a deal because it was an 11 a.m. game, and it was a game I think that people kind of thought Nebraska was going to win at the the time. Um, this is the whole different situation now, where um, you, you've got a, a you know a great team that's coming in here, and you start to say, okay, is everything lost at this point in this season? How, what's your sense of kind of where this team is is mentally as they go into a game like this? Yeah, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know where where they are. I, I think uh, there was there was a. I didn't like the body language on the sidelines at the end of the, in the fourth quarter of the Purdue game, and I, I think that they kind of felt like that was a lost game, even though they still had plenty of time to, to try to make a comeback in that fourth quarter. So I don't really know where they are. Let's hope maybe the eleven a.m. 
game effect works in reverse this yeah. week. Maybe maybe it's Ohio State that's a little flat coming in here. Uh, this is the first time they've come in here at, for a day game against Nebraska. We've always played them at night, so that's maybe that true. helps a little bit to flip this thing. But, Jack, this is the best team Nebraska's played all year. We played a good, a lot of good ones. I mean, you look at that college football playoff poll that came out a couple of days ago. We played three of the top ten. Now it'll be four out of the top ten. We play these guys. They're just really, really good, and it's the best team that, that we'll step on the field with all year. Uh, how is how are they? How's this Ohio State kind of? You know, Ohio State's been so much about the quarterback, of course, uh, over over a lot of the the last decade or so of their success. How different does this Ohio State team look and how they get it done than some of the others that you've seen over the years? Well, Stroud has is, is made major strides as the season has gone along. He's their quarterback, C.J. Stroud, mm-hmm. a redshirt freshman. He he has made major strides since the first couple of weeks where he was a little little off. He wasn't quite in rhythm, and that's to be expected. A new guy, tons of weapons around him. The wideouts are as good as group as I think I've seen in college football the running back Henderson is just an amazing. He's averaging nearly eight yards a tote. Uh, he's got all these long rushing touchdowns. So he's got an unbelievable cast around him, and that's helped make him good. Here's here's a number that'll drop your jaw. You might have to hold Caleb up so it doesn't fall on the floor. <laughs> but last week against Penn State, they had a streak snapped. Ohio State did. The streak was they had scored touchdowns on 19 consecutive drives. Jeez. Now, I've let that sink in. 19 straight times they had the football, they scored a touchdown wow. until Penn State stopped them one time and made them punt. That's just, that's just ludicrous. Yeah. That, that's just like shouldn't even happen. Uh, so they're really good. Defensively now, they're not quite as good as they were a year ago. Uh, they've got some decent players, obviously. They've been there at Ohio State. They've got five stars all over the field. But they're not quite as good on that side of the ball as they've been the last couple of years. I think we saw that early when Oregon kind of went up and down the field on them. And I thought Penn State did a really good job of moving the ball against them last week. So maybe not quite as good on that side of the ball, but offensively, yeah, I don't think Stroud's quite as good as Fields was toward the end of last year, but that that uh, cast of characters around him is really, really good. Yes, Caleb. 19, Nebraska has 36 total touchdowns. <laughs> they yeah. got 19 straight. And they did 19 in a right? row. Yeah. Right. Uh, that, that's impressive. Let, let me ask you this, Greg. It has seemed to me that in these last two losses, the Achilles heel f- for this defense was especially kind of the short, quick passing game. I, I uh, You know, you had Morgan with that streak of completions, and it seemed like O'Connell would get back there for Purdue, and he always had a guy sort of eight, you know, eight, ten yards down the field, that was open uh, in in this sort of thing. I don't know if you, you've seen that as much or if you think that's the major thing, but how how does that play into what Ohio State likes to do on offense? No, you're exactly right. Even go back to the Michigan, the little tight end drags that they yeah. ran that kept kept drives alive. And, and Scott Frost alluded to that in the postgame comments of the Purdue game. He goes, you know, I know the turnovers killed us. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of blame laid at Adrian's feet, and he, he deserves – some of that, but defensively, last week Nebraska couldn't get off the field yeah. a lot of different times in that game. They didn't force any turnovers. They only got two sacks. You had a Purdue team that threw the football forty-five times. We got two sacks. I mean, you think you would be able to get more than that? You know, you, you kind of wonder what what's happening. It was kind of a. It was almost like Eric Chenander took the "we're going to bend but not really totally break" approach to that game. Well, the, the problem was once you when you fell behind, you needed to really crank the pressure up. But I think if Nebraska had to do it over again. They would have gotten. They would have sent a lot more pressure at O'Connell and gotten after them. Yeah. How does it factor into this week's game? I, you know, this, this is just a whole different animal. Ohio State really doesn't care what you do. 
they're going to adapt. If you want to try to pressure them, that, that's fine. They think their offensive line can hold up long enough to take some shots down the field to Olave or Wilson or any of their talented wide receivers. So this one, you, you may want to try to play a little bit bend, but try not to break defense because it, it, they they live on big plays. Yeah. You want to try to try to eliminate some of those. Yeah. I, I mean, that's almost what I'm thinking. I, I mean, it's been death by a thousand paper cuts, it feels like. Um, for the for that Nebraska defense again, especially in those those last two weeks, there's a part of me that's like, fine, please throw it deep, try something, try something right. a little more high risk reward. I almost feel like that would play more into what I mean. You kind of saw it with that Minnesota game where they were doing short pass, short pass, short pass, and then Fleck tried that trick play um, to try and get a big strike there, and that you know that got Nebraska back in the game for a little while there. So. I don't know. I, I, I may regret saying that by the time Saturday comes around, but there's a part of me that thinks hopefully that might be something that's helpful. Uh, in terms of Nebraska's offense against this Ohio State defense, you give us a good analysis of of this defense. Where are we at? Now? It feels like we've had so many different iterations of this offense. There was there was a time in the middle of the season, like right after that Oklahoma game, where it felt like, my goodness, you had so many receiving options that uh, that you had all kinds of deep deep passing options available. Then you had a time where it looked like, oh my gosh, this is this is an option. Uh, the option is this great play that we're having a hard time stopping uh, at this point. And then it was kind of the big rumbling, bumbling, stumbling uh, running back when you had Yant in there. I, I don't know where where is now that we get in these final three games. Where is the strength of of this offense? What is best for them to lean on to try and? Uh, pull out some wins here that are going to be against tough Big Ten defenses. Well, I think they can attack the sec- secondary of Ohio State. I think that you can make some plays down the field. And so, for me, that means more snaps. And we saw it last week, more snaps with Manning and Betts. They played a lot more last week coming off the bye week. And I, I think that's a good sign. I think those are two really good playmakers for this offense. I was really disappointed that Toure didn't didn't make that catch right before the first half, and it yeah. was no, it wasn't a perfect throw. But you got you got to make that catch. You got it off your fingertips. You got to die for it or whatever. So he didn't make that play. And then Omar had a nice box out on a deep throw mm-hmm. last week against Purdue, and he didn't hang on to the football. So those guys have to make plays uh, against Ohio State. Anytime you get a crack, you've got to try to 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 force it in there and get points on the board against this team or or you're going to find yourself down two scores in a hurry in this game. But I think you can take some shots against this Buckeye team if the offensive line can protect long enough for Adrian to let some of those deep routes play out and and get the ball down the field. But I think that I think you'll see Nebraska take some shots on Saturday against this Buckeye defense. I think you got it. I mean I think I think you need to. Uh, I think the offense has been at its best when that's been a part, you know, for a while we said, okay, that's finally here. It wasn't a part of part of the offense last year. When that is a threat, that's when this offense has looked its best. I, I fully agree with you uh, on that whole thing. And and this is incredibly obvious, and you just referenced it, Greg. But, man, just in terms of the mental situation, just in terms of the atmosphere in there, man, Greg, I feel like we're going to know what's happening in this thing seven minutes into the game here on yeah. Saturday. It's either going to be, it's either going to be, oh, my gosh, this is going to be a, a nail-biter the whole way through, or, oh boy, here we go. Yeah, I think you're right, and I think a lot of that's going to be what what kind of juice did the Buckeyes bring, and I, I go back to that. I think for Nebraska to pull this upset, they need they need the Buckeyes to be off a little bit. I mean, there's just, they're that talented a team. I, I think this is probably a team we'll see in the playoffs in about two months. I think they're that good. I think they're, what are they, fifth in the poll that came out the other day. I think they'll work their way, and I think they're going to win the league. So if they're off a little bit, I think we'll tell the first five to eight minutes 
of this game. But if they bring it and come after it and they're playing at a high, high level, it's it's a tough chat. It's a tough chore for Nebraska just because uh, this is one of the better teams in the country they're going to fit line up against. Uh, last but not least, I know I talked to you after the first Nebraska uh, exhibition basketball game. They've since took on Colorado. I had a chance to to watch that one in person. You and I had talked about uh, Verge quite a bit, and I think you hit yep. the nail on the head now that I've actually had a chance to see see him. Uh, anything else that you kind of have learned about uh, about this team, some of the guys you hadn't seen very much, or, or maybe sort of the rotation of the way Fred's going to play with them, having a chance to see two of these exhibition games? Yeah, I was a little surprised that he kind of he kind of limited the rotations quite a bit in the Colorado game. So I mm-hmm. think he kind of saw where he's leaning with his top eight, nine guys on this roster. Verge, to me, is the key to the team. He's just going to have the ball in his hands so much. He's such a great creator. He's so creative with, uh, with the, his ability to do crossovers and set his teammates up for easy shots. He can even score. So I, I, think, I love his game. I think you'll continue to see uh, Bryce McGowan's get more comfortable and better as he moves along. But, you know, an awful lot was put on that young man. I don't, I don't think he's quite ready for that. But also, I think you, you saw some signs that you got to have you a little bit concerned. The rebounding is going to be an issue with this team. They've got to be better on the glass because that's going to cost them. One, I think Colorado had over 20 offensive rebounds in yeah. that game. And, you know, the Buffaloes we just couldn't. They were bricklayers on Sunday. They couldn't put anything in the basket. I mean, one, one guy went 0 for 10. Somebody went 3 for 12. I mean, those are wretched numbers. But, yeah, I encouraged in some ways. But I know Fred Hoiberg left that game and going, okay, we, we see some things we really got to shore up as we get close to the season. I know. Nebraska's been on so many of those games where they can't buy a three and the other team can't miss. I feel bad they had to waste one of those on a on an exhibition game that yeah. didn't count in the standings because it was just the opposite of that. For a while there, everything was going in. Hey, if you're going to waste it, waste it on Colorado. That's true. At least it's on, <laughs> it's on Colorado. By the way, Caleb pointed out to me they're ranked like pretty high on Ken Palm and some of these other mm-hmm. ones. So potentially, a, 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 I don't want to overstate it or anything. I will say this to both of you guys. The committee though. is going to look at that exhibition, all right? <laughs> they should. Anything <laughs> at this point. I'll. There's, a, there's about an 80% likelihood I point that out in February. Um, uh, last thing, I'll tell both of you guys, Caleb, I know you were there too. There's going to be a moment this year, whatever happens this season, there's going to be a moment this year where uh, Casey Tominaga <laughs> is going to make a three from about half court in a key game, and th- that PBA crowd, because they like him so much already, is going to blow the roof off the place. I just I just hope I'm there when it happens. That's all. I think you're right. Yeah. He, he, is gonna, he has quickly become a crowd favorite, and there's no doubt about it. And I think he's better than the coaching staff thought he was even going to be uh, when they brought him in here. That's he's better on de- – uh, his defense impressed me, actually, uh, during the course of that game on Sunday, which I didn't know if I would feel that way. So, yeah. Same with Verge, The too, crowd will go nuts, the opponent will take a timeout, and we'll queue up Sandstorm. <laughs> That'd be great. All right. Hey, uh, Greg, have a great call. We'll be listening on Saturday. We'll be listening. By the way, uh, what do you got uh, on tap for Sports Nightly tonight? Well, our coaches shows at 6 tonight because we have volleyball, and hopefully they get oh, that's right. the track tonight. They're at Illinois, so we'll have okay. Travis Fisher in studio tonight talking about that secondary and how he plans to Trying to slow down that great Ohio State receiving core. All right, that'll be a good conversation. And then right into uh, Husker Volleyball, you can hear that on KLIN as well. And, yeah, you mentioned it at Illinois. Big game mm-hmm. for Nebraska Volleyball. Hey, great to talk to you, Greg. Have a good one. We'll chat again next week, all right? Thanks, guys. There you go, Greg Sharp, voice of the Big Red at 855. Take a break. This is Lincoln's News and Talk, 1499.3 KLIN. Want today's top news stories? Top Husker stories? You can get them sent straight to your inbox every afternoon. Just sign up for the daily for free at KLIN.com.